0: In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, one true God. Amen. Today is the fifth Sunday of the Great and Holy Lent of 2022. It's the Sunday of the Crippled Woman. When we think about giving a defense, or defending a certain topic, or defending something that we genuinely and truly believe in, it might be something that we're very uncomfortable with. It has been my observation that this is the one area where Orthodox Christians are most uncomfortable defending their faith, their tradition. But I must also honestly tell you that it is somewhat of an uncomfortable situation for me as well to defend the faith, the traditions that we have. But I can also say that over the years that I have become less uncomfortable. So you see your uncomfortability is not just unique to lay people but also to clergy. I want us to look at or to define the word defense. Usually when we think of the word defense, I don't know about you, but what comes to my mind is fighting back, defending ourselves, maybe when someone is trying to assault us. Or we might think of a defense attorney, how he or she defends his or her client. In the religious context, as I have already mentioned, it means that we are addressing addressing the issues or concerns that rise up and contradict the essential tenets of the faith. Let me give you some examples, like the divinity of Christ, the Trinity, and Mary, the Mother of God. These are areas that we might have a hard time addressing or defending because we simply don't have the knowledge. But on a general level, we have to have an idea of why we are doing what we're doing and why we believe what we believe. And that means there has to be a positive result, a personal, experience something that is meaningful to us about our faith, about our church, and about what we believe in. This is what St. Peter is talking about today in the general epistle. St. Peter says, but even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you are blessed. And do not be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled. St. Peter is talking about the many who are coming against the early Christian church, which is budding and thriving and growing. St. Peter goes on to say, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. So in your heart you must have Christ. You don't have to know everything. You don't know have to know all the details, but you have to have God in your heart. And you need to be ready to give that defense to everyone who asks you for the reason for the hope that is in you, the hope that is Jesus Christ with meekness and fear. Meekness, meaning a lowliness, a humility, and with the fear of God toward all of those who are around us, in our community, in our church, in our workplace, wherever we are, God is calling on us to give a defense. But again, I tell you, it's not an academic level that St. Peter is talking about, at least in my opinion, I don't think that but a personal level. And this is an ability that we all have. Otherwise we wouldn't be called to it. We wouldn't be asked by the scriptures to defend our faith if it was something that you had to be theologically trained on. So it is something that is applicable to each and every single one of us. And I think more so than ever during The Great Lent. We must defend why we are observing the Great Lent. Why are we engaging in this? There are two questions that are posed before us. Why is this meaningful to us and where am I going with this? If we do something for a prolonged period of time, just based on practice, familiarity, or habit, we'll eventually get bored, and after that, we won't want to do it anymore. So it has to become worthwhile to us. It has to become meaningful to you and to me. It has to produce and yield positive results and benefits. Benefits such as health in your life, that mental clarity that you've been looking for, that spiritual awakening and awareness that you and I need in our lives. This is why Lent is meaningful, should be meaningful to each and every single one of us. I was having a conversation maybe two or three Sundays ago, with a few of our parishioners. And it was a good conversation about how we encounter others in the workplace, in our community, when we are observing the Great and Holy Lent. And sometimes we might be asked, how come you're not eating meat? How come you're not having this type of food? How come you're not drinking that? We might be asked these questions. When Lent becomes meaningful to us, we will have those answers, such as, this is something that I do for my faith in order for me to grow, in order for me to become more healthy, in order for me to have that mental clarity that mindfulness, that awareness, for me to be more spiritually awake to you, to myself, to my family, it's for me to become a better person for all of us in the community, in my church, in my workplace, for my boss, for everybody. This is something that I do that makes me holistic, a better human being. And where am I going with this? When we find that meaningfulness, we will ask ourselves that question most probably. Where are you going with this Lent? Whenever we do something in life that is meaningful, it has a goal. It has some sort of long-term projection. And during Lent, We might stay away from certain types of behaviors and habits, but sin is not to be exhumed and then put back in our lives after Great Lent. Our health issues are not to be in the forefront for the Great Lent and then be put on the back burner after Lent. Lent is, as I've said before, the pregame, and the real game is the non-Lenten seasons that are ahead of us. So where are you and I going with this? Not for a period of time that I'm going to say no, be more healthy, be more mentally clear and spiritually awake, but I am projecting for the long term. I am going somewhere with this that's going to better me as a person for the long term so that I don't struggle with the things that I always struggle with, that I don't need to struggle with, that I don't need to have in my life, that has to be rooted out during Lent, taken away and kicked to the curb, not to be brought back after Lent so that it can take over our lives and wreak havoc again. Lent must be meaningful and there must be a place greater than we are going with this than today or then on Holy Friday. Let's bow our heads in a word prayer. Heavenly Father, we submit before you this great and holy Lent that we are experiencing, that we are living out. Lord, we have fallen in many ways, but we thank you for picking us up. And we thank you for lifting us up and allowing us to continue to walk in sanctity, purity, and holiness, and in restricting ourselves of eating all and various types of foods. Help us to receive your precious body and blood this afternoon, and by receiving the Lord and by fasting and by praying, may we find this experience more meaningful to us, and may we know where we are going with this. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Today we remember the following departed.